Welcome to another installment of the Socially Distant Podcast. Uh, I'm here. I'm Gabe with my co-hosts, Kayla and Josh. Today we got a good episode for y'all, and we also have a very special guest co-host here today, uh, the host of the Innovators Anonymous Podcast, my man, Colin Waitsman. What's up, my guy? What's going on, y'all? Thanks for having me on. appreciate it. Anytime, bro. Anytime, bro. Uh, Colin, you want to start off by telling the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man, for sure. So I, uh, yeah, Colin Waitsman, uh, graduate for, graduated from Mount St. Mary's University where I ran track for four years. Uh, I was on the football team in high school with these guys. Uh, well, not all of us on the football team, <laughs> but that was fun. Then, uh, yeah, I started up working with the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers, which is where I'm at right now. Uh, really cool. Get to interact with a lot of the players pretty often. So get to get pretty close to some really awesome athletes. And just recently I started up my, my new podcast as well. I saw you guys hopping on the train and I'm like, dang, like it's a, that's something I'm really interested in. So, uh, started off mine as well called innovators anonymous. And, you know, here we are today so far, uh, so far it's been pretty cool though. That's what's up, bro. So like, as you know, like we all going through the same thing right now, this little quarantine shit and all that, like it's crazy. Like it's definitely unprecedented. So tell us a little bit about like your experience throughout this whole uh, situation. Bro, I'm dummy bored. Like, <laughs> like there's, there's just like nothing to do right now. Uh, I've, I'm really finding myself doing new things. Like uh, I've started up this podcast, like you guys did the same thing, starting off a podcast. And I'm also like running a lot more and like getting like being more active and trying to work on my physical self because I wasn't like as happy with it as I wanted to be. So that's what I've really been trying to do, like really work on, you know, getting there mentally and getting there physically because, you know, I mean, you're, there's never going to be this much time like that we're going to have to work on that. So that's what I've been focusing on a lot. So like how have you managed it? The- stay productive during this time like um because i know i know it's been a challenge for everybody to like find new ways to stay productive so like you said you've been running but like anything else like um keeping you productive yeah for sure so my mentality is it's kind of an asshole mentality but i'm gonna let you know it's like i just want to be better than people it's like, like my, like I really get that Mamba mentality or like that Jordan in the, you know, the documentary that we just, you just were watching with, uh, what is the last dance? Like where he's just like, I just want to be better than people. It's like, that's just kind of how I feel. Like it's, it's a real jerk thing to say, like, and I, and I recognize that, but it's like, it's real. So like, I try to like, I'm running because like, Hey, there's other people in my friends group and they run, I want to run more than you. It's like, oh, like you lift, like I want to lift more than you. Like, oh, you can, you can do this. Like, I want to do this better than you. It's like, it, it can get real toxic sometimes, but that's definitely like my mentality for things. Like, I don't know how y'all been, uh, like what, what y'all motivation is. Uh, I'm like, I'm not very good intrinsically and just thinking about being better self. I'm, I'm like more extrinsic and I want to be better than other people, which can be kind of bad when it comes to team sports and stuff like that. No, I definitely not feel that. Like, that's a good mindset to have. Like you got to If you you just want to be better than everyone else, like like you said, Kobe, MJ, everybody. No, I feel yeah. you. Um, I'm a little bit different though because like I think I want to be my best me for me, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, if it's competition involved, I don't worry about the competition. Like I just worry about like how I can do the best possible that I can do, and like I just let the tips fall where they may. It's mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a different a different approach, but like you you can still get the same results. For sure. Like it's if you can't if you don't focus on getting better yourself, then you're not going to be able to beat other people like you're not going to be a better like if you don't worry about that, then you're you're going to fall behind. So I definitely feel like how that's extremely important for sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, going back to the podcasting thing, you did say you started up the Innovators Anonymous podcast. So uh, can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, man. So it's primarily focused on just talking to different successful people or different groups across a wide variety of topics. So sports, music, science, like teaching. Uh, recently had one of my favorite guests that we had on recently was uh, Kevin Haney. Uh, I'm sh- I'm, have you guys had all three of you had him at, at some point? 
Yeah, no, we've all had him. Never had him, but he was like. No, but he was the first person like I talked to when I uh, transferred to Strathaven. So like, he's he like, was part of my he's life. uh he was great. Like, so it was really awesome to, like talking to him about what what it means to like have role models and you know what it's like to go through a lot of adversity and and come out the other end and things like that. So uh, we're doing all things like that. But then we've also interviewed, or in the future, we have some plans for like athletes that are talking about you know, what it's like to be a professional athlete or a collegiate athlete or people in the music world. So we, we got a wide kind of like view on things, which is it's kind of opening my mind to, to new stuff that, that we can do. Yeah, if we touch on Haney a little bit, Haney was definitely like one of those people that like made my high school experience better. Um, and it's not that many teachers I can say that about, but um, I definitely mm-hmm. think that top Definitely top two teachers that I've ever had in my life. Uh, Easy. Uh, not even just classroom wise, because like he is a he's great at what he does as a teacher. But I think like just as a as a man and as a dude, like that's somebody you would you want to learn and pick up from. Oh yeah, like he's just like a, a great guy. Uh, his Twitter's funny too. Do y'all see him on Twitter? Yeah, I follow <laughs> I follow him on Twitter. Like the whole like sign stealing from his yard shit. That was, was hilarious. I was just about to say that. That was hilarious. <laughs> Like I, I watch his Twitter closely. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's a uh, he's a cool guy. Like so, like that's like he's been someone that I'm look I look up to as like, hey, what what do I want to be as a as a, a guy as a man, and what's like important to myself, and it's like, hey, I want to focus on myself. I want to focus on my family and 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 getting that better. And he's really showed the uh, the importance of that. And for me, through public speaking, because uh, I didn't have him for English and which is kind of the reason why I had this podcast and because of public speaking and getting better at yeah. being able to talk to people. So he was, he's been a huge influence in my life. So uh, what, what are your goals for your podcast? That's a good question. Uh, I don't even really know. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I would love for it to go, obviously love for it to be like huge and get a ton of streams. Like I'm sure like you guys would as well. Um, if I'm looking at like my goals, it would be, I want to be providing some type of content for people that others like genuinely enjoy. So like, I want to be able to like have these interviews with people where they're like, yeah, I really liked spending an hour of my, my time or 30 minutes or whatever, like listening to this person's life story. And I think that you know, and hopefully they'll think that I did a good job or a good enough job interviewing them. So, I mean, I guess that's the, that's the goal, just to be able to get better at this and be able to iron out the edges and produce something that, you know, is actually interesting. Yeah. Like the thing about this whole thing is like you definitely get better from your first episode and then every week you just get better and better because I did go back after like uh, after our six week point, I think I went back and listened to the first episode, and I was like, I I can't believe like in six weeks we came like this much further than we were oh, yeah. like when we started. That first oh, yeah. um, it's crazy. It was like like unbearable to listen to. Like <laughs> yeah, I was, was first like two seconds, and I'm like, nah, this is not it. Like let me go. <laughs> it was cringy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's crazy to be able to see the growth that it's been in just for you guys, like what, six weeks, seven weeks, what, like two months compared to, Hey, where are you guys going to be in four months, five months, a year from now? Like I'm super excited to see that point. And like, I'm super excited for when we, like when I get there as well. So I think that pursuit of just getting better is, is something that's huge. And so, yeah, I can't wait to see the changes that it's going to be in a couple of months from now. Yeah. Like, I think you got a really dope concept because uh, a lot of people don't know you, but like you are one of like the more intellectual people that I know, like you're a thinker. And I I think I would like to just like hear your perspective on a lot of things that, that you may talk about on your podcast. Cause I think that you, you may be able to provide like a different point of view because you're a different kind of thinker. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like uh, that's definitely something that my parents have really instilled in me pretty well where it's like hey make sure that you get all of the 
points of view of something and make sure that you understand what you're talking about before you say something because you don't want to look stupid and say something like ignorant or dumb. I mean, there are times for that. Like whenever I'm talking trash on the basketball court, you know I'm saying something ignorant and dumb. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's one thing, but if it's like, yo, we're we're talking about like an an important social issue, like, whoa, let me pump the brakes and like figure out what I'm talking about before I say something. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the things that we uh we kind of started to figure out like nothing that we say on here is going to ever be politically correct or like factually a hundred percent like thorough or anything like that. But when we do know when to take ourselves serious and we mm-hmm. which is fine, which is cool, but like we don't want to do that all the time. But there's definitely a time and place for it. Yeah, like I think that it's it, pretty important to be able to like let loose. Like you don't want to have to be thinking about every single thing that you're about to say all the time. Like you're going to go crazy if you do that. Like you just got to like cuz most of the time if you think with your heart or your gut, you're going to you're going to be saying something that's right or something that you believe in anyway. So it's like if you're just wasting time overthinking that stuff. And that's why I love like what you guys are doing cuz it's so much like hey, we're we're talking about what's important to us. Like we're talking about like in you know, interesting issues and interesting things to us. And that's why I like, it's just so genuine for what you guys are doing, which is awesome. I really, I really appreciate that you noticed that. Cause like the first, the first time that me and Josh even like talked about the concept and like when we were like talking to Kayla about coming and joining us and doing a podcast with us, like authenticity, authenticity, sorry, was the main thing that we stressed. Like we just wanted to be as real and as genuine as possible. And I appreciate that you noticed that. No, yeah, it's it's really awesome. Like I, I like what you guys are doing so far, and I'm looking forward to you know, where you're gonna be in the next you know, couple months. But yeah, it's dope. Appreciate really appreciate that. So uh, let's let's get into your uh, athletic career. You know, you said you ran D1 track, which is yeah. impressive as shit in itself. So uh, just just tell us about like I guess your your athletic journey. Yeah, so uh, ran track started off in middle school. It's actually interesting because I played baseball for pretty much my whole career. Uh, I know it's what up to sixth grade or whatever, super long for sure. Uh, and then I actually got cut from my seventh grade team. I still to this day am like, I still think it's politics how I got cut. Like, I, I'm, I'm still mad as hell to this day about getting cut from a seventh grade team. But that was like the best thing that ever happened to me. So got cut. Still think it was because of uh, some politics. Don't want to name names, but uh, wasn't too happy about it. And then um, Mr. Well, Coach Taylor, Mr. Taylor, who was my guidance counselor at the time, was like, yo, let's run track. Like, you're fast. Like, no need to be down the dumps. We need you doing something. So started running track and I was like, dang, like kind of good at this. Like I was doing pretty well in seventh grade. And so uh, went off into do it, doing it eighth grade as well. Um, got asked to come back to the baseball team actually by the coach. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Like you had your chance. Like <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. Uh, started running in high school, found some some success with uh, pole vaulting, Um from one of the seniors that was on the team when I was a freshman, like his dad was like, you can be pretty good at this. Like you should, you should really look into it. And I was like, for sure. Like, let's do it. Started doing pretty well. Uh, ended up making qualifying for States uh, a few times, qualifying for districts a few times and uh, ended up getting a, a couple scholarship offers from a few different schools, decided to go to Mount St. Mary's, which is a really small D one school in the middle of Maryland not the middle of Maryland, uh, near Harrisburg, went out there, uh, did pretty well, ended up getting a a few medals and qualifying for, you know, some regional tournaments. Uh, we won our conference title one time, uh, which was the first time in 20 years, super dope. And, you know, ended up actually trying a little post-collegiate work, realized, uh, nope, that's not for me. That's way too much. And, uh, you know, here we are, but it's, it definitely like defines who I am. Like, all that running no that was a whole lot though but yeah it was it was a great journey i loved it well i just want to inform go ahead ahead, i just want to inform the (laughs) listeners but uh colin was being way too humble uh, in high school this nigga was nice as shit bro like he (laughs) he didn't call it like he was winning he was running shit bro like no like he he was really nice bro my man would go from pole bolting he would get into the hundred win that shit they come back to the pole vault, finish, win that shit, and then he'd be like, "Oh, you need me to do anything else? No, nah, all right, I'll see ya." 
then, then he might even do the four by one or the four by four just just yeah. if they needed him. Like, <laughs> bro was really nice, bro. And, I, I, and came from, I came from basketball and like like my first like day whatever. This man out here just. I'm like, oh no, this shit different. <laughs> like, no, like we had, we had, a, we had like people on the track team that would like just show up for meets and like do their thing, and everything. But like Colin was really the 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 main one that was out there every day, putting in the work, doing it. Like he was a good leader on the team. Like he he kind of yeah. showed me how to work in track. And like I'm not, I was using track to kind of get better at football. And I was, you know what I mean. I was. I wasn't good at it, but like I did like learn how to put the work in and like learn how to get better from Colin. Yeah. Y'all were y'all were like some pretty good uh what's it called? Like um like pillars of, of the team. Like you guys definitely um were able to like listen and you did work and did stuff that was hard, which I can't say for everybody. Like not everybody's willing to do these two hundreds or these four hundreds or you know, whatever it is. Like no one's not everyone's willing to do it. My favorite memory though uh, was Josh. We were at it was Ridley, and it was super cold. We had the we we did the what was it two claps and a Ric Flair. We started that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was that was cool. That was I still to this day remember doing that. Uh, Yo, but, I remember that meet. That meet was cold. I think that was my first meet coming from basketball. Like I'm from basketball. Like, we stay indoors all the time. We never. I hate the cold. Yeah. I'm out there shivering. I got. Like yeah, jacket on, <laughs> lights on, everything, just trying mm-hmm. to like stay warm, and I couldn't stay warm for shit. But yeah, I definitely I, remember that first. I think that was. I think we won. Did we? Win? Yeah, we won. Yeah, we won. Yeah. I think the day I realized that Colin was like different was the day where we had practice, but none of our coaches were able to make it for whatever reason, and we had a, and they sent they sent Colin a hard workout, and um, and like he told us what to do, and like a lot of people, a lot of people did. But it was like a few of us oh, that I remember stayed this, yeah. and did the. It was like, what was it like twenty one fifties or something like that? Yeah, it was. Uh, we were something, outside, something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah, on the mm-hmm. on the football field, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it then, was. Uh, it was like in between indoors and outdoors or something like that. Like while yeah. we were, it was still cold out a little bit, but it wasn't like anything. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, a lot of people just. That's where I just I kind of been getting my mentality from. Uh, where it's like a lot of people just don't want it as much as they want as they say they do and it's like that's fine like you don't have to yeah. go crazy with something but uh that just kind of like strive and like hey i want to just be as good as i can and uh yeah that was like definitely going at it on the track was where i could do it because it's just like just run like that's it just yeah. keep move your feet yeah my mentality is like all right if i see what the best people are doing why would i not like do like try to use they formula because like mm-hmm. when I saw that like you and Amir stayed like I was like because I was thinking about leaving too I was like no nah, 2150s fuck that <laughs> but then I was like then I was like damn they, they staying so I was like I guess they, and they better mm-hmm. than me like they miles better than me and they they don't really need to do that but I was like yeah bro let me just stay and get it in and it mm. wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it never is. Like whenever you do workouts, like you think it's gonna be so much worse than it is, and because it's like your brain gives up before your body does, and so it's like your mind knows what you're afraid of, so they're gonna, so it's gonna make it so much worse than it actually is. I mean, like that's why, like when you just push through and you actually do something, like you feel so much better afterwards because you're like, damn, I didn't give up, and I really thought I was about to. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm that. sure all y'all have that. You can apply that to uh, life too. Like you just, yeah, shit might be hard for the moment, and you just gotta push through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, much stuff. Sure. Like I'm sure, like oh, you're like oh, I don't want to edit this video. I don't want to edit this this podcast. You'd be like, dang, but you're gonna do it, and then you'll be like, dang, I'm happy I did that. It's like I yeah. feel, yeah, I feel good about it. Like same type of thing. I think it's definitely been one time where I was like, dang, I don't really feel like doing this. It was, I don't even know why. It was just like. I guess I was just feeling lazy, but I was like, you know, let me go ahead and get this in. You know what I'm saying? And once you start to do it, like you, you realize why you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. the goal is to like, uh, put out the best product, whatever you do, yeah. not just on, like, not just podcasting, not just sports, but in life, you want to continuously give your best, put your best foot forward. Yeah. If you're like, 
your mentality is going to like dictate how well you're going to be. Like my mom's always said, like, uh, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Like, don't, don't half-ass something like, (laughs) like if you're going to, it's like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, end up doing this. I'm going to do this podcasting thing. Like I'm going to take my time out of my day for X amount of hours a week and do this podcast well, and do it right. If you're going to do it, like, shit. I mean, <laughs> y'all got the microphone. Yeah. Like y'all, y'all put in the work. Like not a lot of people would be willing to do that. And like, you know, you're, you guys are doing it, which is awesome. Like if you're going to do yeah, it, bro. Yeah. We definitely touched those before. Like it's, it's not just like getting on the mic and hit and record. Like no. it's a lot that goes on before and after. Mm-hmm. Like, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your process as far as like how you, how you go about it. Yeah. So my process for, you know, going about podcasts and it really starts a week or two weeks ahead, sometimes even a month. Um, well, not, well, I guess for the one guy yeah, a month, but I'll ask people that I think are, I'd be interested in talking to like a couple weeks in advance saying like, Hey, uh, John, uh, I'm really interested in what you do. Like, I think your, your story is a pretty cool story. Would you be willing to, you know, uh, get started on my podcast and they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Or they're like, nah, not really, whatever it is. And so that's start, those conversations start way ahead of any recording being made. Then, uh, you know, once they say yes, we put put up a date for when we're going to, when we're going to talk. Um, I usually try to do them on Sundays or earlier on in the week since I post on Thursdays. And then once we get that in between that week of time, when I have them on and before the recording, I'm doing all my research. So like I'm doing, I'm figuring out like everything about them so I can make sure I'm asking important questions that like people would care about. And so I do all that. And then, you know, when it actually comes ahead, like the day before or that day, like I'm doing sound checks, making sure everything's working. Like I had a lot of issues with my mic earlier on with a couple of the podcasts, which was really annoying. But um, yeah, I'll do all that, and yeah, so that that that's the process of before the podcast. Then after, I mean, shoot, it can take me like four or five hours to just edit one hour worth of podcast. Like, it's yep. not like oh, it just takes thirty minutes. It takes a long time. So I usually do that editing, uh, add my music or whatever, and then keep my fingers crossed. And when I click post, and hope people like it. So I mean, that's kind of what my process looks like. This is definitely the easiest part of podcasting is the actual talking, to be honest. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the it's the part that you like to do. Like, nobody likes to edit, unless you're an editor. Yeah. Like, that, that's annoying. Yeah. No, the research ain't fun. It's like, let's just talk. Like, let's just conversate. Yeah, for real, for real. So, uh, mm-hmm. before we kind of shift gears, just tell us, like, about what you got going on right now, like, uh, life-wise and career-wise and all this, yeah. uh, all, all this other stuff like that. Yeah. So like I said, being an athlete really loved being around sports. And so that's kind of where my career path has taken me. So um, I'm still I'm currently working with the New Jersey Devils in their sales department. So trying to help people find what best ticket packages fit for them. Not really glamorous work, but uh, I get to come to a, the Prudential Center, one of the, the best arenas in the in the world every single day. Uh, we get to watch sometimes like our, our entrance is the exact same entrance that all the players come through. So like we will see some of the, some of the guys on the team walking through the hallways. We get to talk, talk it up with them a little bit. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, obviously with uh, what's going on with the world, it's a little difficult to, to sell stuff, but you know, we're just trying to keep our hopes high and you know when things start turning around. I mean, those stadiums are going to be packed with people that are like excited to see what's going on. Who have you met from like either the New Jersey Devils or the Sixers? Yeah, so on the Sixers side, because I'm you guys are well, being from Philly, you guys probably know a little bit more about the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, so We're talking about yeah, so I've I've actually done a couple really cool events. So in during the fall, uh, this past fall, we had a like a what's it called a Thanksgiving thing for the players and their families. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all of like every single player, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Mati, like all the players came to this event that was held at our facility and including the owners, um, like really high ranking partners, like there was so much money in that room. It was crazy. <laughs> and so, so we're like, uh, all of the people were, were coming in, uh, and they have really cool, like dining and music and whatever. And so I was actually the guy that was taking the players and whatever and all the families of the players 
to and from their cars. And so uh, my favorite interaction that I had was with uh, was with Ben Simmons. We were going from the tent to his house and I'm not his house, uh, his car. And I'm like, yeah, what uh, what car is it that you have? He's like, oh yeah, the uh, like the gray Porsche. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's levels to this. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it humbled me so quickly. I was like, dang, we're the same age, and you're you're hopping in a Porsche, and like I'm hopping in my my Ford Fusion. Like there's levels to this. So <laughs> like there is, it was, it's just super cool being able to see like all the players. Like most of them, like every single one that i've met actually is like super nice like because they realize like hey I, I got some talent and i might as well be nice to the people that i'm working with and yeah, they're all really cool guys like it, it, it's been super awesome working alongside them that's what's up man so uh what do you what are you planning to do like what what what's your goal for like your career in the future yeah, so uh, my my big time goal is i want to eventually be a uh like I want to run a professional league, um, so I just like uh, like a Roger Goodell, but like I have I have some ideas. I don't want to say too much about it because you know you got to move in silence. People start taking your stuff, but uh, yeah, like I, sure. I have some ideas of per, like some professional leagues that I want to that I want to begin. Um, I've been doing a lot of research on how to start those things uh, and like where where I should go, but that's my long term goal. Like so, within the next. 10 years five to 10 years or so like that's what i kind of hope to do um because like like being in sales is great so I, but i do see something as i move forward i want to kind of get on on that end of things so i'm not sorry couldn't give you too much of it but that's that's kind of my idea yeah no where i want to be i definitely i definitely seen you uh touch on it on twitter a little bit and like i i definitely think it's a cool idea what you want to do so i mm -hmm. that's definitely something i'll i'll keep keep a lookout for in the future Oh yeah. Like that's, if I can, it's going to take a lot of work and, but I'm excited because I think there's an opportunity to grow. Uh, and, and it's something that's a challenge and I'm, 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 I'm up for the challenge. I'm ready to do it. All right. So we going to uh, move on to our little weekly updates portion of the pod. Uh, mm -hmm. and we're going to start off with, uh, Zion, uh, he had, he's having like some little dispute with this, uh, marketing agent that he used to work with. And now she's coming out and saying that he was given unfair incentives to go to Duke. And we all know what that means. That was just like probably a duffel bag that got about hundred thousand in it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe more, uh, in the house in Durham for the, for his family. Uh, and I know that three of us were three of us. Uh, are or were college athletes, which so it, it kind of hits close. So uh, I just wanted to see what y'all thought about that. Uh, you want me to go first, or yeah, no, you, you go first? <laughs> all right. Uh, we all know every college, like most high college, like D one athletes for basketball at least, are getting a bag from some some way somehow. If it's not, it might not be like 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 Zion, like Zion, like getting uh money or a house and all that stuff it's just it's like it's other things like oh your mom will pay your mom's bills oh we'll do this like it's not it's not nothing new and the fact that he's in the nba now he's on the pelicans and stuff like this doesn't even like really matter like she's just trying to like get some money i guess out of it she was salty that he that he said yeah i don't want to work with you anymore and work with someone else so she's like yeah i'm trying to expose him get some money out of it like yeah exactly like every college so to my knowledge what yeah go ahead Gabe. so so to my knowledge like she works for a smaller agency which isn't certified by the uh players association and it's not certified in the state of uh north carolina which is where zion is from and where duke is so they were able to kind of get out of the contract which wasn't valid anyway because he was still an amateur at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and he decided that he wanted to go with CAA, which for those who don't know is like one of the bigger like agencies overall, not just sports. Like they do, they represent you every, it's huge. They do everything like entertainment. Like they, they even got like a, a books department for like authors. So it's, it's big. And yeah. Zion, I guess wanted to have that, um, that kind of backing. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
it's it, that's why I think it's so stupid because it's like if she if he worked with her still, you think that she's exposing him for this? Not at all. No, <laughs> like she's the one that got him this money. Like, like yeah, probably exactly. that she probably set all that up and like, she's just upset that he's working with someone different. And it's like, that's some petty shit. I think like, I don't know. That, that one's really, it's really nothing that, that she can do because Zion not going to come forward and incriminate himself. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even if she did say, I got it, what's she going to do? Like what, what's going to happen? He's not in college. <laughs> Yeah, and Duke's not going to say nothing because then Duke's going to get fined and all that. So it's just mm -hmm. like a pointless thing to even come out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's just a lot about nothing. Like it's going it's going to go under under the rug and everything like that. But I just think that it's a bigger conversation to be had. Like, why shouldn't Zion be able to take like take a couple bags of cash if he if he's out there putting his hard work, blood, sweat, and tears on the court, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, that's, that's why you might as well make this like a legal thing. So people, so like, uh, you can know what's going on then. Like, why don't you have like athletes are allowed to make money off their own name or, or something like that. Like I can understand the difficulties of schools actually paying athletes. Cause like a lot of schools wouldn't be able to afford that, but you should at least be yeah. able to make money off of like your own name and likeness. Like if they, they were to have shit, what they would be able to like afford that. Cause people play between football players and basketball players. Like they make a lot of money for their colleges. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, I season tickets and people dying tickets and food and all that stuff. Like it make it like the money that they would end up paying them. It would probably be like come back and double probably. Easy. I was I was never like a big fan of like the schools directly paying the players because I know like there's a lot of intricacies that that fall into it, but definitely mm -hmm. like they should be able to profit off their name and likeness. Like, come on now, like it's your name. Like, I should be able to I should be able to make money off my YouTube channel if, if it's popping, or I should be able to make money off these off these T-shirts I'm selling. You Just know what it, I mean? Every other college student can do that, so why not me? Exactly. It's it's just so my dumb. Biggest, it's not allowed to. Yeah, my biggest argument is like, okay, so if you a STEM student or a music student and somebody wants to pay you to uh, participate in like a, a research study and pay you for it, or if you if you do gigs on the weekends at like the local club and they and they paying you, like that is no different than an athlete going to like the local car dealership doing a commercial and then riding off the lot in a new car that they want to give them with the with the with the car dealership on the license plate or like a sticker that the mm -hmm. on the back of the car that that they advertise I, I just don't think it's anything different yeah i think that that would allow um that would give a lot of people that hey maybe college basketball is all that you're gonna be able to get to like not not everyone's goes to the pros most people don't go to the pros like so if you're at a smaller school and you need you need to help financially support your family like you can do that if you're at a smaller school, you'd still be able to like make these local commercials or if there's an NBA or NCAA tournament game coming out soon, if they're going to use your school and you'd be in there for the likeness. Like I think it helps out a lot more people and it hurts by, by allowing you to do that. So I'm hoping that they change their mind on that pretty soon. Yeah, for sure. Me too. They put the bill. All right, so, so yeah, I mean, it's not it's not gonna help any of us because uh, I'm graduating next year. Y'all two already graduated, so. But hopefully, uh, definitely uh, help some of the younger guys that's coming in and getting recruited, and that's already in school now. But um, I wanted to kind of move. On when Josh Jr. goes, he's getting that job. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of wanted to move forward to the NFL now because. Uh, the NFL is always in the news for some reason, even when it's not the season. Mm -hmm. um, and now the owners are trying to push forward uh, new, I guess, incentives that will that will boost racial diversity in the league. And basically, you're incentivized with uh, draft picks if you hire a GM who or a head coach who is black or a minority, which I think. I, I I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's just dumb because like it's a lot of I don't know. I just think that you shouldn't have to be incentivized to hire somebody black. 
You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it's now like you're taking that token black person to an ultimate thing. It's like, yeah, the only reason that we hired this guy is because we're going to get an extra third round pick. Like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, that's, and that's just, my like, thing. Like, a, I get a black the idea, coach, but like, come on, man. Yeah, a black coach is worth a third rounder. Like, you can't even be a first. Like, damn. <laughs> It's so like you're like what you're trying to say is like we need more diversity and we want people to be able to and we want to give people reason to have more diversity. It's like, OK, I get it. But you're forcing it on us. Like, let it happen. Yeah. Like, you have to hire like someone that's an African-American coach because they're better, because there are people that are better. I mean, like we've seen the not to get into it, but we've seen this with the Kaepernick thing. Like, I mean, he was genuinely better than some other quarterbacks. Like, I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, but I think he was better than some of the quarterbacks in the league, but people didn't want him because of a certain reason. It's like, yeah, at the um, time he was, but like, not now, like not now. Talking about then at at the time. Yeah. At the time he definitely was one of the best, the best 32 coaches. Um, And I also think that there is a place <laughs> quarterback. I mean, quarterback. yeah, players, 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 players. Yeah. Oh, best 32 right. quarterbacks. But um, I think there is, <laughs> There's there's definitely a place in pro football for black coaches because I know from personal experiences that um, a lot of black players will have better connections and will be able to relate better to a, a black person being on the staff yeah, rather really. than like a, a old white a old white dude telling you what to do all the time and maybe maybe it's just me but um, it's it's personal experience. Can't yeah. I mean, you listen to people that are like you a lot more, like people that have gone through similar things as you. Like I completely get that. And it's crazy because I, I actually did a, a research project on African-American coaches in the NFL. And it, it showed like my research found that there were hired at I, what what is it like 20 percent rate. Uh, and then when we when African-American coaches are hired uh, in a head coaching role or an assistant coaching role, they typically, uh, once they're fired, which happens uh, a year or two earlier than, than white coaches, they're, they're not getting rehired at, in, other, in other positions. Like, it's like you get one shot, and if you can't do it, you're done. It's like, yeah, that's facts. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> that's, that's just screwed up. Yeah, and we done seen some, uh, some bullshit ass coaches get job after job, but we don't got to talk about it. Um, like, I, like I see like Mike Tom dudes like Mike Tomlin like and Ron Rivera. I know like Mike Tomlin definitely on a little higher level than Ron Rivera, but they both had success. So I think that if you hire more minority coaches, like it's gonna be more success. Like there's no reason Eric Bieniemy after the Super Bowl should not have gotten job offers uh this this year. You know what I mean? The Cowboys yeah. job was open. I think he should have been looked at for that. And you shouldn't be, and you shouldn't have to be given a third round pick to do that. Like you should just know that's a thing to do. That's for sure. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Oh man, a hundred percent, bro. So, um, do we want to move on to the last dance and kind of just talk about it a little bit? Like I know we talked about it a lot on here, but I don't know how much of it you bought, Colin. But it's yeah. it's a documentary. So. I'm gonna be honest. I have not watched a ton of it. Like I think it's it's fine. Like it's all right. It's good. Like it's very well produced. Like I think they did a great job on it. It's just like I didn't really watch Jordan obviously because I was just too young. I didn't watch him, and so I just don't have as much of a connection to watching it. Like I think like what he like the episodes that I had watched. I watched like episodes one and two, and then I watched episodes like. Uh, four and like i watched episodes three and four so i watched the first two days and then like i kind of tailored off and didn't watch a ton uh oh wait which which one was the kobe debt where they said it was going to be like all about kobe that was five five yeah so i watched that they they had like five minutes of it like (laughs) i thought it was going to be all about him but and then they referred to him as that little laker boy (laughs) yeah that was crazy but like i think i think it is good to have something like that going on like because there's no sports going on but it just wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I just didn't. I just wasn't feeling it. How about y'all? I finished it. Uh, I finished it last night. Uh, I watched the last two episodes last night, and uh, it got me questioning my goat a little bit. That's all I'm gonna say. Really? It got me questioning my goat. Me? For me, uh, I think I think it was a great documentary. Um, but 
I'm a, I'm a documentary guy anyway. So like you could you could show me a mediocre ass documentary and I'm probably going to think it's like the best thing ever. But um um for me it doesn't really change anything. Like I knew that he did all that and everything and I'm a LeBron guy till I die. Like I'm going to die on that LeBron hill whether it's like a million of us or it's just me. Like I'm going <laughs> to die on that hill for sure. But I think it's just showing like a lot of uh, inconsistencies as far as sports media goes with LeBron, but I guess that's that's nah, another they, topic nah, for they, another they, day. LeBron though, like they put, did y'all see the poll they put out? Did any of y'all? I don't know if any of y'all. Oh, know. that that's the SVP. Uh, yeah. So basically, six hundred people, uh, from the ages of like eighteen to like above, like sixty, I guess, like took a poll and basically like said what, like in each category, uh, who's better. So Michael Jordan was better. They said Michael Jordan was better score, passer, defense, uh, image, all this other bullshit. Like Bron's clearly a better passer. Clearly, my man has a school. He did the fucking graduation shit on Friday, and he like he's just like a better overall player. I think like Jordan's a better score and stuff like that. But I don't know. But like the I don't know. I would like to. I think it's just biased because, like, we're, like, prisoners of the moment. Like, this, like, documentary's been going on for the past five weeks, and everyone's been seeing Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. So, like, obviously everyone's going to pick him. I would like to point out the fact that uh, if you if you really take a look at the defense that was being played uh, by the Bulls, they were, like, one of the best defensive teams ever, not taking that away. But if you really take a look at it, it was always Scotty and Dennis that was guarding the, the top two players on other teams. Mike was usually getting the second or third best players, depending on matchups. But Scotty or Dennis was always most most of the time always going to take the the best offensive player on the other team. But mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about that though. So what's, yeah, your nah. point? what's your point? My point is, Brown was out there sitting in the chair on on in his prime, guarding number one every night. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah, I'm I, saying. I, I, I don't think that in your point, but I, okay. <laughs> I think people are going to be having this exact same discussion in ten years when the LeBron documentary comes out. Yeah. Like, I mean, people, I'm in, like when that happens because it's going to be the same thing. People are going to be like, "Dang, like I didn't realize how good LeBron Probably. was." When the next person that's you know going to be considered the goat in ten, fifteen years, like comes out, like the next LeBron James or the next whatever it might be, like people are going to be yeah. like. Dang, that guy was was crazy, and then they'll be like, "Oh no, LeBron really went went off." So it it all comes full circle. Like people are gonna be saying the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When the Kobe one comes out, they're gonna do the exact same shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The Kobe, they're gonna be like, the "Kobe one might be like a little bit more emotional for obvious reasons," mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I just think that people tend to play prisoner at the moment, which is cool, uh, and it kind of also gets us to our next point. And I think Josh going to take point on this one, the whole Twitter scandal that's been going on under our noses that we right. might not really know about. All right. Have y'all, like, y'all be, like, like following, like, popular Twitter accounts and shit, and, like, now they just, like, gone? Like, everyone's seen that on Twitter? Or Ooh, Wait, no, tell me about it a little bit. Okay. So, apparently, this bull named Spazio Twat uh, on Twitter – He's been like apparently getting all these like uh all these like popular Twitter accounts out of here. Like he thinks like every popular like Twitter account like has like bot followers and like he's the only authentic one and that he like everyone on Twitter should be like him. But then like this nigga's still like just like putting out like racist and sexist tweets and shit on his uh on his Twitter. And so, like, during, like, the purge of, like, everyone's Twitter's account, like, everyone was getting suspended. He only got suspended for, like, two hours. So then uh, we found this video on Twitter. And basically the VP, what, the VP of Twitter safety and support, Nadell Harvey, some chick, uh, he, like, basically knows her. And he's been, like, she, he's been, like, contacting her to, like, get certain Twitter accounts uh, suspended. And no one from, like, the safety uh, is getting any like contact with these people and they're basically like, like how do I hell what did I do basically and then they're not getting no um like no contact back. Um but then also in the video 
uh, he has like some source that contacted the Spazio guy, and basically like he's like bragging how like he can get like all these popular accounts uh, suspended and all this shit. So basically, like Twitter like support is like doing some crooked shit with like popular like uh, popular accounts on uh, Twitter. And like I thought it was just like the black accounts, so I thought they like do some racial racial shit too. But I found out like the white people who got like funny accounts, like they shit's getting hacked. So, like it's oh, so, just, so basically like, like those meme accounts. And stuff yeah, like basically, basically, yeah. Okay, got you. So basically, it was just anybody who he didn't like. Yeah, basically, who like anyone he thought like was like pop more popular than him, he got them suspended. That's stupid. <laughs> Like so, like so like i don't know like y'all probably don't follow like so like 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 me and geef like are on twitter all the time like sending like tweets back and forth like some are like popular like people that we watch like watch on twitter like they all they shit got suspended who's like someone that got suspended um do you know the bull oprah side like osn yeah, OSN. yeah he got suspended he got suspended um a couple other funny bulls that I know, like we got, I got the whole list. I can send it to you after, but like, I it's a, bunch of it's, like, it's at least like 30, 40. And it's probably more. It's like, I, I just saw like the black, like people that had it, but I don't know about like other people who, who got like shit like that. But like, how do y'all feel about it? Like, like that's like Twitter on some crooked shit right now. I think that's wild. Like I, like you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, like, like that. One person come at you and be like, "Hey, I don't like these accounts, so like they gotta be suspended." Like, the fuck? Like, how does that work? It, like, it shouldn't work at all. Like, no. Yeah. And so when I was, like, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Colin. Yeah, I was gonna say like, yeah, one person can just do that. Like, how is how does he have that much power? Because like, he knows. Because I guess because he knows the VIP of safety of Twitter safety is important, and so he just. Texting her like, "Oh, get rid of this count," and she's like, "All right, bet I got you." That's that's loony. That's yeah. Crazy. So to my to my understanding, like when I was doing like research before the pod, like on on this part, like I was watching this video on YouTube, and the dude basically explained that like whenever this Spacio dude would like see something that he didn't like on Twitter, he would like he would spam that person's like mentions with like uh, adding Twitter support and adding the chick that uh. That that's like the VP of safety on Twitter, and like, mm. like immediately after he did it, the page would be like suspended indefinitely. Like nobody, like you probably just wouldn't hear from him. Like, and it's like it happened like a lot, but like we wouldn't notice because like some like we follow so many different things that like like a few people getting suspended probably wouldn't like like go onto our radar. But like the fact that it's happening is crazy. And it's happening yeah. in numbers not even like a little bit it's like everybody that you think like is popular That's crazy. Is That's... <laughs> people people are weird man like just let other people be great there's enough like there's enough stuff around like you don't have to be suspended trying to get other people suspended i mean uh did he get suspended it looked like i couldn't find his account on twitter yeah he got suspended for like two for two hours i don't know if he i don't know well i haven't checked in in a while i saw this on like Thursday, I think. Yeah, and they also said like that the dude Spacio had some tweets that would typically get you suspended from Twitter. Yeah, he like uh, he like he out here talking about like racist stuff. I'm gonna see if I can find it real quick. But like yo, yeah. <laughs> but which is which is weird, like that he didn't get suspended, but like uh everybody else just being funny got suspended. I don't know. I just think this is like it's kind of stupid to be honest. Like what what are you gaining from this? Like, are you are you on some kind of power trip? That's that's like that. Uh, what is it? The the Snoop Dogg thing. Like, what are you gaining from that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I. It must be a power trip or something. Like, that's that's got to yeah, be like. Oh yeah, he did get his drone got his drone got deactivated. Yeah, I hope I hope yeah. that VP chick gets fired too, because like, sure. how you just gonna be like a part of that and then like, and then think everything is okay. He said, fuck those Mexican Muslims, man. Fuck them. Wow. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Out of pocket. That's crazy. SDP listeners, 
those are the views of Spacio on Twitter and not the SDP. <laughs> yeah, make sure you let them know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, those are not the views of Innovators Anonymous either. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's his view. <laughs> that is Spazio, not not mine for sure. All right, yeah, bro. That's crazy, bro. So um, I guess we can move on from that. Colin, I know you're a big music fan. And uh, since this whole quarantine happened, a lot of new music been dropping and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I just wanted to take a little moment to uh, talk about all the new music and stuff that's been going on. What you been listening to? That's a great question. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. So some guys that I've really been been getting into recently, like, I really like Ian Dior. I don't know if any of you guys are listening to him. I feel like I heard that name. I think I heard the name. Do he do a lot of his songs you get on TikTok? Uh yeah. He yeah, he's got like two or like two or three of his songs have been on TikTok. But yeah, I, I like him. Like I've been go I've been getting back into uh a boogie. Uh I've been going back into like my old like what the 2015, 2016 days. <laughs> like I've been listening to him a little bit. Uh I was always a huge Juice World fan, so I, I'm always listening to him. Uh, still to this day, I'm, I'm, I still can't believe it. I'm still astonished, but yeah, that's, right. that's what my main playlist is like, I'm listening to a lot of like juice world or like juice world esque rappers. Uh, I do have a couple, I do have a couple, uh, other hot takes on there, but, uh, yeah, nah, that, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm, what I've been listening to. Kayla. Um, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like I've been trying to get on Spotify and, f- uh, find like throwback playlist just because like i'm so tired of hearing all the same shit lately like all the songs from tiktok and whatever like i don't i like some like i like a decent amount of them but i'm trying to get back into like the throwback music just because i need a change of everything you uh you know me man i'm (laughs) i'm a drake dude to the core uh you know future obviously been listening to a lot of nate runner um uh, and you know me, man. Just a lot of throwback stuff. Um, I'm I'm more of a purist uh, in that way. Like I like a lot of old stuff. Like you said, purist. I'm like a little. Box sometimes, but like I just like I just looking. I just me and Kayla like look, give each other a look when he said like stupid shit like that. And really I'm in the sense that like I might I might I'm like an old head and I'm like yeah some of the old shit definitely better than what y'all young niggas listening to but yeah stuff like that but um you know I just keep it simple you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know, Josh yeah uh, I'll be listening to you know I just still on that OVO sound like Division and Part Next Door Drake like all the niggas and then uh uh, future shit. That shit. That's my my shit right now. My God. Yeah, that's definitely been revisiting the future album. Colin, yeah. I saw I saw you had some some heat for future on the timeline too, man. Yeah, What's up with that, bro? I did see that. I did see that. Future is trash. Like, <laughs> so let me let me let me get my piece out. So like, right. with future, he has had some some really i think he's a really good feature artist like i think he does very well on the features i'm not i started growing closer to it um but like the life is good that was really great uh i think if you're reading it reading this it's too late party with drake like that was really good like i think he did really well but he can't maintain his sound and what he does for an entire album like i i just don't like he doesn't have he doesn't talk about enough stuff he can't change up his flow enough. Like he just can't maintain it for seven, for like eight, 10, 16 songs. Like it was his last good album, in my opinion. I see exactly what you mean. Like it sounded like the album he put out did sound like it was all the same song over and over again. Besides like a couple of, couple of like, like the features he had, like NBA Youngbull and Drake and Travis Scott and like a couple here and there. Yeah. I, it's like, I, I, see, I can see what you're saying, but like I but I think that I think that he's like just so versatile. Like he can get into his R&B bag, he can get into his rap bag, whatever he needs to do. And I think a lot, a lot of the time nowadays, artists don't put together albums to be cohesive and like tell a story or anything like that. I think they put together albums and they just be like a compilation of songs that they that they recorded 
and, and they're mixtapes, they're not albums. And whatever and whatever streams well from the album is gonna stream well. That's why you that's why you see artists doing like 20 song albums now because it's for it's for streaming, it's to get those streaming numbers, it's not to be a good album like they like all right here's 20 songs and whatever you want to put on your playlist or whatever spotify wants to put on the friday playlist just go ahead and do it like it's not they don't do it for quality which is why i don't like it because <laughs> if you you said it like you don't do it for quality it's like i'd rather it be a short like just me personally i'd rather listen to a shorter like album where it, it all it doesn't have to be a story like you don't have to tell tell like a story but something right. where it's like it's different at least, or you, you're, you're trying to carry it through. Like personally, like Chris Brown albums, I hate them. Dude puts together what hundred song albums and, and two of the songs are good. It's like, you're, you're batting 20%. Fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> like what is you doing? It's like, that's why like, I just can't handle that type of stuff. Uh, yeah. Chris Brown. I love Chris Brown, but like if Chris Brown would cut any of his albums that he's released in the past five years down to about, 10 15 songs i think he got some classics because like it's it's heat it's heat in a lot of those albums but if you give me 10 tracks out of 40 that's hot then like it's a bullshit album you may point. not even get to the the 10 because they all the way down at the bottom like oh, shit. it's yeah I, like i remember i remember i listened i listened to heartbreak on a full moon in its entirety but that was just like <laughs> after going through a breakup so I was literally sitting in my dorm. <laughs> I was sitting in my dorm. You cool? This is two years ago. Like I had, like I was, I was sitting in my <laughs> dorm. Okay, <laughs> lights off, speakers on. Speaker, I was like, fuck it. Might as well get this Chris Brown and try, bro. Going through it. I yeah. am so done with you right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But like, listen, this is what happened. Like. I was a little shaken up by it, but you know, I was, I was giving some advice and I was like, it said, take, take yeah. a little bit of time to feel all your emotions and then let it go. So that's what I did. I took two hours, listened to the album and let it go. You can't finish that album in two hours, bro. The album was, the album was about two and a half. Two and a half hours listening to Chris Brown. Yeah, bro. Damn. Bro, it's a three hour and 18 minute album. Get out. Oh, it is? That's yeah. how long I was in my bag. All right, so I had a three-hour <laughs> period. Three and bro, and that's the Titanic. Bro. You just watched Dang. the Titanic. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> he said he played 2K and listened to Chris Brown for three and a half hours. You my player better be 97, bro. Bro, bro I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't even think about eating in that time either, bro. And you know me. Damn, bro. You, you didn't even text me nothing. I didn't know about this. <laughs> you were yeah, deep bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, bro. bro. I had to get my back, bro. I had to get out. That's crazy. Like, uh, let's get out of Geeb's bag and uh, let's talk about this bitch nigga Takashi to six nine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. What uh, about? What I, I haven't listened to his uh song. Anything? I don't think he. I will never listen to any of his songs. Every single time he comes on, I will leave the room. Would you say, Gail? He has like a couple that like aren't too bad, and then the one song he does with Nicki Minaj like isn't too bad either. Um, I saw him at Made in America the one year. First of all, he was like a few hours late, so we all had to stand there and wait for him. But once he did come out, like he did put on a pretty good show. I will give him that. But other than that, in his few select songs, like he, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I just won't like I like I was cool like I was cool to his music like before like he went to jail and snitching yeah. everything but like yeah. now like uh, I'm cool off it. No, My support the new one is not good. Yeah, no. He, he's I think he plays up that snitching like he knows about that people are gonna like make fun of him for snitching too much and listen like, to the shit. Yeah. It's like he. It's like once you're that self-aware about it, it's like it's not as fun. Like it was funnier. Like before he went to jail and everything because people were making fun of him but he was he like wasn't playing it up and now he's like playing it up and on top of just being like a bad person like so it's just like it's just not as good like some of his like whoever makes his beats like some of some of them people like they can they made some hits like they did just, definitely just the beats like the shit that he be saying is just no. take him off oh like, no it don't mm -hmm. but if beat. you listen if you listen to what he say like he said that he couldn't rap he said that like 
he said that he's not a good rapper, but he know how to make a hit. And I think that I think that people are like feeding into him a little bit too much right now because all right, we get it. We don't you don't like snitches, but you still giving him all this energy and all this attention. Mm-hmm. He and he knows that, so he's gonna feed off of that. And I just think that if people would stop giving him this attention that he wants, then you won't hear from him. But the fact that he had two million people in his live, it tells me everything I need to know. People are gonna be checking for him regardless. Yeah, it's like a, it's like what's it called? It's like a a car crash. Like when you're driving, like you don't want to see it, but pe- you know people are gonna slow down and try to watch that. Like you yeah. know it, and so. It's just like, I don't know. He's if I think hot take, I think he's a lot like uh like Kodak Black, where they both get fire beats, but like they just aren't as great on it for something. That's just me. Kodak my nigga. Better than Takashi. Like like Kodak's better than than six nine, but like I think it's where the beat carries them a little more than than what they are. Um, I can see I can can see that. that. No, but I think I think Kodak got a flow, and sometimes he got he got like bars that when he really spit, you know what I mean. But um, what'd you say, Colin? No, I said he can say something. Like no, like he's good. Like what? What's y'all? Ooh, this is a good one. What's y'all opinion on six nine saying nigga all the time? I mean, he Hispanic, so in general. Uh, I mean, I I let slide. He's Hispanic. So you give him a pass? Hispanic, bro. Like, like uh, I like if Hispanic, like if Hispanic person said nigga to me, I wouldn't like take it anyway. Listen, if Autumn, if Autumn, uh, quote unquote, Bloods had a had no issue with him saying it this whole time, then I don't have no issue with it. And that's that's also another thing. Like, I kind of blame the dudes that like they allow him to to go on with this persona. Like, a lot of people are affiliated with gangs, but don't claim gangs, and they will never even think to do it. But they did allow him to like claim the gang when he wasn't a part of it. And he was, he was sitting in on like staff meetings. Like he knew everything that was going on. He, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was just supposed to be the, the front man. You know what I mean? But I, I, I do put a lot of responsibility on them. He should have never been that deep into it as he was. Yeah. And on the topic, he got to stop disrespecting Snoop, bro. And Meek Mill, Meek Mill, right at him, and, and he disrespects he, everybody, bro. Like he does Snoop, bro. It's Snoop OG in the game, bro. Yeah, it's- um, I think the whole Meek thing, that's that's on Meek. I I don't know why Meek want to keep on commenting on it. Like Meek, I understand like Meek is from that from that life. He lived that life, but at the same time, right now, Meek, your purpose is higher than worrying about what Six Nine doing post mm-hmm. release from jail. Like you, you are on a good path, bro. Like, and it, it honestly is real corny on corny on Meek's part for him to keep on going going in on six nine like that. To be honest, but that's he's. I understand what you mean, but like he had to come up from that way, so he's not gonna just respect someone from like just like him. That's gonna just keep profiting off of snitching. And he, All right, but he had to go respect it, huh? If you don't respect it, bro, then then just don't comment on it, bro. Like, they don't even have like the same. Like, so, so you're just supposed to just let him like just be out there, just saying whatever and doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah. All right, bro. <laughs> Listen, people, people ask for this circus, bro. Like, <laughs> Takashi gonna tell you exactly what he's going to do and do it. I don't know why people are surprised by this behavior. I really don't. Everyone is promoting it in the pre- in the rap game. Like niggas are not talking about nobody. Nobody promoting was, it. Nobody, I was talking nobody who dropped some shit the other day. Um, Lil Dirk, I think, dropped some shit, and nobody's talking about uh, his shit when when uh, Six Nine song dropped. They were more talking about Six Nine than uh, Lil Dirk shit. And Lil Dirk is ten times a rapper than Six Nine. Well, Six Nine is also. For like I said, for however however you feel about him, he's a genius. He knows how to he knows how to get the needle moving in his direction. Whether that's there is value in hate. Even if you're gonna hate somebody, they're still relevant. He is great as ma- at making himself relevant. 
Yeah, like the the idea, like there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Like he takes that and runs with it. Like this man went to jail for for snitching and uh, or not for snitching. I guess for what was it? Being part of being part of the organization. Yeah, right. whatever yeah, it is, organized crime. Yeah, he went to jail for that. Like he's had so many different things that are just not great about his personality that he was accused of, and he still came out on the other side like with a top like a top song and i think it's because everybody's watching him right now because they want to see him like mess up and like even people like that are listening to it that aren't his fans like that's still a stream like he's like i don't care if you like me or not if you listen to it that's still a stream so he's like exactly. hate me yeah, it's like you won't listen to me it's like the same thing that ice cube said i don't know if y'all saw straight out of compton but like when they was on the tour bus and like all those old white people were like burning the NWA records. He was like, they still bought the motherfuckers. Like yeah, it's exactly. the same thing. Like they still streaming six nine. You feel me? Like it's mm -hmm. your choice. It's your choice at the end of the day, uh, where you allocate your energy to. So I can't really blame him for getting two million streams on on his live, or like seventeen million views on his video in three hours. It's it's not his fault that they was clicking. Mm hmm. Yeah, like he he's trying to to get streams and sell sell tickets or whatever it is, and people falling into it. He's like, I don't care if you if you listen to it because you hate me. Like you still listen to it. Like he's he's trying to get his bag, and I guess like, hey, more power to you. Exactly. Fuck that nigga six nine. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but I think this is a good place to start wrapping up. Um, we will be doing another part of the podcast, but it's going to be on Collins. Uh, so if there's anything y'all want to close with. Yo, it's been real guys. I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing what it looks like in the future and hopefully it can come back on sometime soon. Yeah. Colin, I just wanted to thank you for taking your time and I'm, I'm really excited to do yours now too. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, it's been real y'all. And from the SDP, keep your distance always. Uh, we just finished recording the second part of this podcast over on Collins, the Innovators Anonymous podcast. Make sure you guys go follow him on Instagram at that name. Uh, it was a great time. Um, you guys can see that tomorrow. It'll be up wherever you stream podcasts. So go check it out. You know the vibes. And that's it. Peace, y'all. Kayla, why you make that face? Not an easy woman. Got him where you want him. You can never be the one, guys. Front of gotta be the one up. Probably what you're showing. Gladly to go all the way if he's blowing like